So I want us just to, let's just lift our hands up to the Father right now in a receiving position. Heavenly Father, we give you permission and we ask you, we ask you for clarity. We don't want to be in left field when you want us in right. We want to be where you want us to be doing what you want us to do in this hour. I pray that you would open eyes, clear vision. Just right now, just ask the Lord, Father, I want clear vision. In Jesus' name. Sure. Father, we give you permission to change our direction. Can you, do you have the boldness to say that? Father, I give you permission to change my direction. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll go where you want me to go. You're a good father. You order the steps of the righteous, order mine. Like never before, order my steps. And help me to see what I failed to see in the past and you want me to see so I can go to the next place where you want me to go. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, we give you permission. We want to partner with you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. So, Father, as we open our hearts to hear what the Spirit is saying now and through this word that you've given me to say, I pray that you would help us to hear with your ears, help us to hear with the sensitivity of the hour, of the moment, of the time, so that, Father, we can be effective your way as we move forward in this year. In the name of Jesus, we pray. If you agree with that prayer, say amen. 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 You may be seated. Let me just remind you something about authority. Because I'm going to talk to you about a subject called being persistent in prayer. We talked about last week about the importance of prayer. I want to talk to you today about being persistent in prayer, but I want to remind you about who you are. I want to remind you of what God has done. I want to remind you of what was done at the cross. Let me remind you this morning that Satan didn't gain any power at the fall. I'm talking about at the fall when Adam and Eve fell. Satan did not gain any authority, and he didn't lose any at the cross. His power... Satan's power or ability didn't change at either event. His authority or the right to use that power, I say his authority, he didn't lose power, but his right and authority to use that power, that's what changed. I said his authority to use it, that's what changed. If Jesus stripped Satan of his power, as some teach, then we no longer need to concern ourselves with him. And it's a non-issue. Did anybody understand that? It's a non-issue if he's been stripped of his power or if Christians have been delivered from Satan's power, as some teach, then, we can no, then he, no, he can no longer affect or control us. We would be able to ignore him completely, which is exactly what many Christians do. 
just ignore them completely. We have been delivered from Satan's authority and given a higher authority in Christ's name. Can you say amen? We've been given a higher authority in Jesus, and we must exercise that authority. I said we must exercise that authority over the devil's works and power. So when you see a situation, you have the authority. You have to see a situation. You see a family in dysfunction in your neighborhood, and you walk by, and the Holy Spirit says, pray for them. You can literally put a stop sign where the enemy has put a go sign. And in the name of Jesus, begin to pray. That doesn't mean you come against the devil, per se, unless the Lord tells you, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just bind the enemy in Jesus' name. I, and Lord, I pray that you would remove the blinders off the eyes of my neighbor. I pray in Jesus' name. I put a stop to the dysfunction in their house. And then I put a go sign. In the name of Jesus, I put a target. Heaven invade that family in the name of Jesus. That's authority. That's exercising authority. You can put a stop sign and at the same time put a go sign. The stop sign in the name of Jesus. You, enemy, stop. Dysfunction, stop. Hurt, stop. Pain, stop in the name of Jesus. And I release the kingdom right now. I put a go sign. I put a target on them for the kingdom of God. That's authority. That's the, this is the, the Bible says to pray without ceasing. Why? Because there's a lot to pray for. And we looked, we talked about last week, unless we pray, God will not act. Unless we pray, God will not act. It's, 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 it's amazing, isn't it? But it's true. It's the reality. Unless we pray. How many after last week you, you felt, I sensed an urgency in the room. I need to pray more. I, I, I need to engage this more. This is, this is vital. We're in a season of vital. We're in a season of change. We're in a season of movement. But let me tell you something. Nothing will happen unless we pray. Nothing. Nothing will change in your life unless you pray. And you have the authority given to you by Jesus Christ to pray. Jesus modeled for us amazing. Amazing. He modeled for us how to pray. He modeled for us to pray about everything. He had a lifestyle of prayer. Jesus went up after a full day. We talked about it last time. After an absolutely full day where all of us are like, dude, I just want to sit on the TV and watch and eat my food and oh, I'm tired. Jesus says, let's go pray. I think one of the things about it is this. It shouldn't be laborious. It should be entering into the presence of God and saying, Father, cast all your cares upon him. Have that communication, that intimacy with the Father. That's never, that's never laborious. That's always energetic. That's always refreshing. We just have to say no to the flesh and yes to the Spirit. There's that battle that always rages between flesh and Spirit. Always. And the more we say yes to the Spirit, the more we are going to look like, sound like, and talk like our Father. You become like the one you worship. And the Bible says you will know them by their fruit. And one of the greatest fruits of that is prayer. You become like the Father when you pray. You change. You look like Him when you talk to Him. 
And there's stuff that happens when we pray. Stuff happens. You may not see it, but it's moving when you pray. Most of the time, a lot of times, you won't see it for some time. You'll feel it. How many, how many of you have ever prayed and you, you're like, I can't get up from this prayer until I feel a release? That's intercession. I am not getting up from here until I feel a release. And now I'll get up. That's fervency. That's passionate. You see, we work together as a team. Me and God. God and me. That's the way it works. Go ahead and set it up that way. Are you doing your part to be part of the team? Are you putting a stop sign of your family and your friends' dysfunction? Are you just watching it go by, hoping that one day it'll change? You hear what I'm saying? We pay a big plaque. We pay a huge part in this. We carry the heart of the Father, and we have authority He's given us. Jesus says, he says, I have the keys. I took the authority from the enemy. Now I'm leaving the planet. Now you have the keys. Turn to somebody next to you and tell them, you have the keys. We have the keys to the kingdom. Everything you need, the Bible says in Ephesians, you read the book of Ephesians, read it through during this fast multiple times. Don't forget it. Meditate on it. Remind yourself of who God is in you. And it's amazing to me, this feels really good because I've been standing a while. Is it okay? Are you hearing what I'm saying? I've started my message even though I'm sitting here, okay? I've actually, so you can listen as if you're hearing from the Lord because the Bible says when you preach, preach as if you're preaching that the Lord is preaching through you, and He is. He's, he's talking to you right now through me. Because I think the Lord just says, I, wanna, I just want to spend more time with my people. And they just don't have time for me. I really want to spend more time with them. But they're just too busy doing things and not doing something. And one of the greatest things we can do as men and women of God is just sit in his presence. Listen to what he says. Get a burden from him and pray. And pray. It'll shift the city. What happens if everyone in this place comes to a place of constant prayer for a move of God, for a shifting, for, for illumination theater to come alive, for the property to be built up, the people are coming here 24-7 in business and in spirit and in need and in getting help and getting released and being sent to the nations. What happens in your community when you, you take authority and you walk in it and you, you go down each one? And I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to myself here because i got to do it more to pray for those around me and ask God for the opportunity to minister to every single one of them. Oh, we have a part to play, guys. And it's a lot more than coming to a pew and sitting on a Sunday or a nice seat. And it's a lot more than going to work every day and hope I get my bills paid. If that's all their life is, then God just beam us up now. Yes, be Jesus while you're there. Yes, work with all your might and do everything as, as, as unto the Lord. But, but man, 
Let's see how we can seek first the kingdom and bring his kingdom down. And, and I kingdom come, your will be done on this earth as it already is in heaven. When we see dysfunction, when we see dysfunction, it's not like it is on the planet, I mean, on, in heaven, and we go, that, that's, not, that's not good. That's a, that's a sign. We put a target on it, and we put a stop on it, and we have the authority of Jesus Christ to do that, and then we release a green sign that God says, go, minister to them. And it might not be you, but it'll be somebody else that's a Christian that, that, that meets them, or it might be you. But no matter what, you, you begin to invade heaven, to have heaven invade that dysfunction because you have authority to do so. Can you say amen? Jesus said that we have authority, keys, to bind the forces of hell. In Matthew 16, 19, the term is deo and means to fasten or tie as with a chain or cord. The word is also used in legal circles to mean legally or contractually binding, which obviously conveys the, the idea of authority. We can pray with authority, binding or tying Satan legally, and God will back us with his power. But it's not, it's not as much about going in and saying, Satan, you do this and move back off and this and that. It's about going in and releasing heaven to a place that's dysfunctional. At the same time, Lord Jesus, remove the blinders from their eyes and open in the name of Jesus. Release heaven to them. Jesus is the victor. We're the enforcers. Jesus is the redeemer. We're the releasers. Jesus is the head. We're the body. Can you say amen? In the kingdom, we're not in, this, we're not in the production department, but we're in the dispersion department. He's in the manufacturing. We're in the distribution Because of the work of Jesus Christ on the cross, you are not, you are not, your family isn't, your possessions are not, and neither is your destiny at the mercy of the enemy. Let me say that again. Maybe it'll get you more excited. You are not, your family isn't, your possessions are not, and neither is your destiny at the mercy of the enemy. Ever. Ever. At the mercy of circumstances or at the mercy of the world, God, who is the author, wrote the ending into your story, and he will finish what he started in you. He will finish it. He will do it. And it doesn't mean that everything that happens to you was planned by God. How many know that everything that happens to you in this life isn't planned by God? I got one amen and one, I'm, and a bunch of people who go, <laughs> really? No. There, there are evil forces in the world. There's a battle constantly raging. How many of you remember Daniel prayed? And Daniel, I, I, we, we talked about this a few weeks ago. Daniel prayed, and Daniel, uh, he was praying, and he's praying for some time. An angel shows up, read it in the book of Daniel, and he shows up and he says, well, we weren't able to come because there was interference. We heard your prayer the first time, and there's answers coming, but we were blocked. And so we couldn't come. So God had to send Michael, and he had to make a way so that we could come through. And so I just arrived to let you know that the answer's on the way. Turn to somebody next to you, seriously, in faith, and tell them, 
the answer you've been praying for is on the way. Ken just said it, special delivery. In God's time, some of you really need to hear this. Somebody's getting blessed, several of you. The answer is on the way. When you've prayed, there's like a bowl of tears that some of you have gotten, and it's about to spill over. And the tears in this giant bowl I see in heaven is about to spill, and it's turning into your blessing. Persistence in prayer will come a breakthrough. We fast and pray because we want to up the ante. Daniel was in a Daniel fast of not eating anything that was really delicious. For some of us, if we have to eat vegetables the rest of our life, it would be like purgatory. <laughs> Michael, I know, I've eaten with Michael. He's meat, 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 vegetable, meat, 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 vegetable. So it's no fun to go on a veggie diet. It's yuck. I will say this, though. It means it means something to you. It's 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 got weight. So therefore, in that, I'm like, like I went out with some people recently, and we're on this diet, and they're all eating burgers, and I had a veggie burger with no bun. It's no fun. <laughs> you can smell, man, that smells good. Um, pass the lettuce. <laughs> Now, I'm going to tell you, I love vegetables. But remember, Daniel was in a Daniel fast. Daniel was in a Daniel fast because he was wanting breakthrough in his nation. It wasn't even his nation. But he wanted a breakthrough there, a move of God. I want you to understand something. Daniel went from that place of intimacy to a place of dungeon and lions out of obedience, but God was with them. And, and what happened, look what happened. One of the things that happened was it was the greatest conversion of all, some say of all scripture. Now, I think all of them are amazing. But you had one of the most wicked kings on the planet who became a believer. Almighty things happen when we put something aside for a season. I don't know about you, but I'm, I, I'm ready for a breakthrough. I said, I don't know about you. I got a few amens on that one, but I'm ready for a breakthrough. One of the things that I, it just came to my mind, and this, I'm just, somewhere I'll get back to my notes, but it came to my mind if the, the definition of insanity, every year is the same. Well, Mac, you might want to try something different. Might want to try breaking into the breakthrough mindset and expect God to move, because he will.
and fast. Pray, seek my face. Um, God is so good. You and only you have the right. We have to come to agreement with the author and the finisher of our faith. It says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, he is the author and the perfecter of your faith. How many are glad for that? I don't want my faith in anybody else's hands, but God, Jehovah. And the author of your destiny, one that includes overcoming every single devastation and making you more than a conqueror in the process, as it says in Romans chapter 8. Not only is the answer on the way that for some of you who have been praying, but let me just tell you something. God is more than capable. And some of you have given into a lie of dysfunction, an absolute lie that you have to live in dysfunction of hurt, pain, or yesterday. Or what's happened to you in your past. What happened into your past is your past. Let God launch you to your future, and he'll bring healing. It doesn't matter how distraught. It doesn't matter how bad it was. It doesn't matter how many people were against you. It doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter what um, abusive situation you walk through. God never wastes a hurt. He'll take your mess and what was a mess, and it wasn't even your design. It was, and it wasn't of the Father's heart. It was of the enemy to destroy you. God will take what the enemy tried to destroy you with and that mess and give you an absolute message. His power is greater than your dysfunction. If it's not, then what are we here for? If Jesus didn't provide everything, then why even pray? Why even live a life for God? Oh, absolutely. He's victorious. He says, not only are you going to be an overcomer, but more than an overcomer, you get to get launched where I left off, and I did everything. You and only you have the right to rewrite your ending to your story, changing it from his to yours. You have the authority to do that, and he'll let you. You can rewrite your own destiny and take it out of the hands of God. Does God want you to do that? I just wrote no, absolutely not. But he's given you the authority. He's given you the free will to walk away from your destiny. So we come into agreement with the author and the finisher of our faith. It says in John 15, 5 and 8 through 8, reading out of this Passion Translation, 
It says, I am the sprouting vine and you're my branches. As you live in union, union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. Say fruitfulness. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. If a person is separated from me, he is discarded. Such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire to be burned. But if you live in union, life union with me, and if my words live powerfully within you, then you can ask whatever you desire and it will be done. When your lives bear abundant fruit, you demonstrate that you are my mature disciples who glorify my Father. John chapter 5, I mean, sorry, James chapter 5. The earnest prayer of a righteous man has great power and wonderful results. Elijah was a completely human, was as completely human as we are. Can you say that with me? Elijah was as completely human as we are. And yet, say with me, and yet, and yet, what happened? He prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for the next three and a half years. Then he prayed again, this time that it would rain, and down it poured, and the grass turned green, and the gardens began to grow again. This passage in the book of James is in reference to 1 Kings 18, which is where we find God needing and using a person to accomplish his will through prayer. Not only did Elijah's prayer bring rain, but they also stopped rain for three years, three years earlier. In 1 Kings 18.1, it tells us that after three years of judgment with no rain, God spoke to Elijah and said, go show yourself to Ahab and I will send rain on the face of the earth. And that at the end of the chapter, after several other events occurred, Elijah prayed seven times and finally, say with me, finally. It rained. Question, whose idea was it to rain, that it would rain? Whose idea was it for it to rain? It's not a trick question, God. <laughs> God, it was God's plan, it's God's design. He wanted it to rain. Whose will was it who initiated the thought? Answer is God again. Then why, if it was God's idea, will, and timing, did, Eli did it take Elijah's prayers before the rain would come? Because God uses people. Because God uses us and his always will use us. He wants to work through people. It's always his plan. He wants to work through people. Even when it's God's plan, will, and idea, he still needs us to ask, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and heal their land. What's God's plan? Heal the land. Who's he going to do it through? Humbled people who serve him and pray it in, you and me. Some say this, a prayerless person is a powerless person. 
Oh, that we are powerful, prayerful people. There's two things in Elijah's story that we see. Scripture tells us that Elijah was in the posture when praying as a woman in the, in the day of giving birth. When he prayed, it was a fervency, it was a passion, meaning that Elijah was travailing in prayer. James tells us that the effectual fervent prayer of this man stopped and brought the rain. The effectual fervent prayer. How much do you want the God to work through you? How much do you want him to come to your family, to your, to your family's family, to your city, to our city, to your business? The other thing we see is that Elijah had to ask seven times. Seven is the biblical number for completion. Say with me, completion. Seven. He had to pray seven times. And I believe he was teaching, God was teaching Elijah to keep praying until the task is accomplished. Keep praying until it's accomplished. Persistence in prayer changes us. Say prayer changes me. It changes us when we pray. What happens in us while we wait is just as important as what we're waiting for. It's important. It's vital. This is the way that most of us persist, though, in prayer. Jesus. Hello, Jesus. I'm knocking. Please provide for my needs today. Oh, God. Jesus. I need a car. I can't get to work without a car. I need a car. Excuse me, Jesus. Hey, Jesus. Oh, well, I guess, I guess we must not be as well. Matthew 7, 7 through 9. Keep on asking and it will be given you. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking reverently. The door will be opened to you. For everyone who keeps on asking receives, and he who keeps on seeking finds. And to him who keeps on knocking, the door will be opened. Or what man is there of you if his sons ask him for a loaf of bread will hand him a stone? You look into that passage, it says, seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened to you. When Jesus spoke those words, the disciples knew what he meant. The Greek tense of the words that Jesus was using meant ask and continue asking. And you're going to receive knock and don't stop knocking and it will be open unto you. Seek and don't dare stop seeking because if you don't stop, you're going to find it. I'm talking about persistence in prayer. Many of us through the years have been praying for specific things. We come and they knock on the door and we hear no answer. So we turn away and say, well, it must not be the will of God. Must not be. Why do I have to knock again and again and again and then again and then again and then again? Why? Once again, what God does in you while you wait is just as important as what you're waiting for. Matter of fact, I think it's probably more important because he's forming you, he's fashioning you, he's doing stuff in you that's deep. We knock on the door, put our trial, our tail between our legs sometimes and denying the covenant that God made with us and say, it must not be the will of God. Now, where did we get that? Well, I'll tell you, it's not from heaven. It's from that other place where you get that thought. It's not from God. It's from the, it's not in the book. If it's not in the book, it's not from the Father. Not one time in scripture do you hear someone ask Jesus, will you set my son, he's got a demon, 
Will you set him free? Set my son free for the spirits who throw him in the fire. Please heal my daughter. Raise my son from the dead. And, and all this, you never hear say, nah, I don't feel like it today. Nah, I don't feel like killing anybody today. I'm tired. You know, just, you know, like kind of go on your way. Sorry, kind of sucks for you, doesn't it? <laughs> no, he didn't say stuff like that. He's like, he healed every single one who came to him. Not one left, not healed. Not one. Jesus lived to illustrate to us the Father's heart so that when we knock and there's no answer, hey, is there anybody home? And if you are, would you please answer this door? Hello? Excuse me, you said right here, you said right here, right here, you said, I've, I've got this verse, I, I've got this verse. And you said anything I desire, and I'm desiring something that is really consistent with what has happened with you when you walk on this planet. You healed people's bodies. I've got something wrong with me, and nobody can fix it. Hello? Knock. Keep on knocking. Ask. Keep on asking. Seek, and you will find. I mentioned it earlier, why we pray. And when we pray, we begin to change. We look like the one we worship. We change. God's changing us. And if in the delay, God uses delays for us. Sometimes it's for a greater measure. Sometimes it's for a greater launch. It's, I, it's, I, the, the, I've heard this and I've sensed this and I've actually walked some of this out. Literally. The longer you wait sometimes and you wait properly, the greater and the most, the greater the magnitude of your breakthrough and the anointing that's waiting at the end of that long season. There's a greater anointing. It's kind of interesting because now you look more like Jesus, you talk more like him, and you, you think more like him because you waited well. And then the weight of what he wants to give you, you don't buckle under it. But by his love and his grace, you stand in it. You stand. And you don't run. When things get tough, you stand in. Because the muscles that you were formed in your spirit while you waited helps you to stand under any trial that comes by His grace. Oh, there's a lot of things that happen while you wait, while you knock and you persist and you continue to seek and knock. God is changing you and me. There's a lot of people, though, they just seem to have the heart to kind of keep on knocking and persist. Most, a lot of people, they quit after the, just try once, maybe twice. Okay, next subject. 
We may fast three days, and if the answer doesn't come, then I've done my part. Well, it must not be the will of God. Fasted all three days. I'll just resign myself to suffering. I resign myself to poverty. I resign myself to whatever situation it might be. You might, you might have a, a marriage that needs drastic help, a conflict with your kids, a horrible situation in your business. And we do all this praying and stuff like thinking that somehow we're praying to convince God that it's, but that's not the case. We're not praying to convince God. God revealed and exposed his heart for us. What are, what's our requirement? Be persistent. Because God is wanting to change me into being the kind of person that will come boldly. Why? Because I've got to come to call. Be, I've, I've been called. You and I have been called to rule and reign with him. And we need to find out what the parameters of this kingdom thing is. We got to find out what the parameters of this kingdom thing is. And what we do in it. And we flow in and he's given us the keys to the kingdom. You see, we've been called kings and priests. Turn to somebody next to you. You're a king and you're a priest. We're kings and priests. The Bible says so. And kings have to know their boundaries of their kingdom. How else do we learn? We don't come waltzing into Jesus with a request and he answers in 15 seconds and then say, hey, we're doing well. It's great when that happens. How many of you like that kind of prayer? Answered, bam, boom. And sometimes he does that. But let me tell you something. There's many times, and it's the really big things. It's the God dreams. It's the God vision. It's the God destiny that, man, you're going to knock for a while. You're going to seek for a while. Why? Because in the kingdom, he doesn't want wimpy people going out there and just snapping their fingers at the, at the holy bellhop to give you something that you want when you want it. You'd be a bunch of spoiled brats. How many of you just give your kids anything they want anytime they want it just because they complain? Bad idea. Let me tell you something. They learn discipline. The Bible says, I discipline you because I love you. And I form in you. I want something. But you gotta have, you gotta form some muscles of faith and persistence. And in that persistence, I bring the answer. Because you know when you ask anything according to his will, that he already said he hears. You can be confident that he hears, and you can be confident that he will answer it. Confident. Persistence in prayer. Let me end with this story. Everybody okay? Anybody getting anything out of this? Challenge? Encouragement? Exhortation? Maybe I need to change some things? I mentioned recently this story, and it's worth repeating, but I'm going to bring up a different issue in this story. The disciples were in a boat, and Jesus was sleeping at the bottom of that boat. And the disciples came to Jesus and said, excuse me, we're dying. Hello? Hey, Jesus. Jesus was asleep, the Bible says, in the, in the front of the boat on a pillow. 
They say, don't you care that we're perishing? Hello, does it bother you, Jesus? We're dying here. Jesus! Jesus gets up and rebukes the wind and the waves. He says, shut up and sit down. Wind, waves, stop. And they stopped. Then Jesus turns to the disciples who had just come to him, requesting that he tell the winds and the wave to shut up and sit down. And it's called prayer. Jesus, and he turned to them and said, oh, you of little faith. He says, where's your faith? Here's the point. The disciples were saying, isn't that cool? All we did was come to him and he answered. Wow. And Jesus said, from his perspective, from the perspective of the mentor of the father of this father's heart jesus says it, it wasn't a complete pic it's that that's not the complete picture he says disciples no 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 where's your faith in other words there's some things that god will do for you but a lot of times he wants to do through you that's the difference he says where's your faith in other words, I already told you, we're going in, we're going to the other side. I'm in the boat with you. All you have to do is take authority and declare and say, wind, rain, stop. That's what he was saying. Where's your faith? You're not getting it yet. You have authority. I've given it. Begin to walk in this. Anybody get something out of that? Declare my word in the midst of the storm. As you declare my word into the midst of opposition, you're going to see the opposition crumble because nothing can stand up to my word. Nothing can oppose my will, my heart, my spoken word. Oh my goodness, people, we've got to open our mouths and declare. We have the authority to shift things in our family, in our personal lives. And if you don't feel it, let me tell you something. The moment you pray, it begins to change. You may not see it for a while, but don't give up. Knock, persist, keep asking, keep seeking, and you will find. The renewed mind comes to the realization that there are times that God wants to do something through you instead of for you. Jesus slept through the storm. I heard Bill Johnson say this. It bears repeating. You slept through the storm. You only have authority of the storm over the storm that you can sleep in. You only have authority over the storm that you can sleep in. I'm going to say it again. You only have authority over the storm that you're in when you can sleep in that storm. What did Jesus do in the situation? He rebuked the wind and the waves. And he spoke and released peace over the storm and the chaos outside of him. There was a chaos on the outside. Jesus got up and on the peace that's going on inside of him, his internal realities became his external realities. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. Can we say that scripture? Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. His internal realities in the middle of the storm was able to get up and declare against that storm because the peace of going inside. Let's stand together as I give you one last thing.
Remember what Jesus taught. Jesus taught the kingdom of God is within you. Can you say that with me? The kingdom of God is within me. When our heart issues are dealt with, when the renewing of our mind and our heart comes into alignment with that renewing of the mind, we can walk in the middle of storms, in the midst of conflict, in the midst of situations that seem like absolute chaos and be walking in total peace and then release that peace and calm the storm. Philippians 4, 6, and 7, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. What happens? And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Somebody receive this word this morning. Mm. Let me go back to that passage. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing and in everything give thanks. Rejoice. Why? Because God loves me and will cause all things to work together for my good. I can trust him so I can pray with expectation that he's going to answer. That's faith. And while I wait on the Lord, I will increase thanking him for how he is working mightily in what I prayed for yesterday and in the past. And he's the same yesterday and today and forever. And he does not change. And we've been given the keys of authority to pray and be literally atmosphere shifters on the planet Earth. You're not of this world. You've been bought with a price. And Jesus has given you the keys. He says, now I go. Now you take the keys. Let's bring the kingdom of heaven to the earth. Let's bring the kingdom of heaven to the earth in every dysfunctional place, in every chaotic situation. Let's bring heaven. Put a stop sign where there needs to be a stop. Put a go sign of heaven where there needs to be a go and walk in authority. Be persistent in prayer. Don't stop. You know you're praying the will of God. You know what your God's given you. Some of you have a God dream. I'm carrying three of them at least. Three. I don't know which order he's doing it in, but I'm carrying at least three God dreams that only God can do it. But I know that 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 I know he gave them each one to me. And he says, I want you to be persistent until they come. Don't give up. Don't give in to complaint. Don't give in to bitterness. Don't give in to 
anxiety, but rejoice always. Pray without ceasing and everything give thanks. For this is the will of God for you. And in his timing, it will shift. Come on, somebody. I want you to say this to somebody next to you. In his timing, it's going to shift for you. If you pray without ceasing, rejoice always in everything, give thanks. Hallelujah. Let's just give the Lord praise. Just, come on, Lord, we just thank you. We thank you. We bless you. We magnify your name. We magnify your name. Almighty God, we magnify your name, God. Almighty God, oh, may we rise up to the challenge of prayer. Oh, God, it just, I pray that, Lord, that we will be a people of prayer, people of intimacy with you. Oh, God, that we would put up a stop sign where it needs to be stopped. And, Lord, a go sign for the kingdom of heaven to invade. In Jesus' name. I'm going to ask for our prayer team to come. And we're just here for you. These are people that are prayed up, filled up and ready to release. And if any of the things that you're going through right now, you're like, you know what, I just need to have someone to come into agreement with me. There's power in agreement. The Bible says one sends a thousand to flight, two ten thousand. I like God's multiplication, don't you? That's another reason why we don't do life alone. You got something going on on the inside? Share it. Don't be a loner. Don't be an isolationist. You're walking into the enemy's ploy. Say, yo, I've got this going on. I need help. I guarantee you, you look around in this room, every single person's got had junk that God needed to get rid of. Wrong mindsets. Crazy stuff. But we're all a walking miracle of the grace of God. So I want to encourage you to come. If you need Jesus in your heart, you're here today and you're like way away from him, the Bible says, draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. You right now, you hear the heart tug of the Father, the Holy Spirit saying, I love you. I miss you. Come back. He's waiting. If you need healing in your body, it's here for you. Amen. So Father, we just thank you for today. Thank you for reminding us of authority. Thank you for encouraging us to pray so that you'll come and move. May we take it seriously. May we take our part seriously on this planet until the day Jesus comes and splits the eastern sky and takes us home. May we be overcomers every day. Walk in the identity of an overcomer every day, more than an overcomer. I pray in Jesus' name. I pray for supernatural favor for your people who've been contending. I just release right now. I declare over them supernatural favor in the new season that they're about to step into. And the answer is on the way. The answer is on the way. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you as you go.